Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. You may not always like his opinion, but you can bet he'll have one. Welcome to The Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Well, it has been anything but a boring week. Anything but a boring week. Joshua Boyle continues to be in the news, and he will be for some period of time, I'm sure. And uh, in our next hour, we're going to be speaking with prosecutor, former prosecutor, and uh, national security expert, Scott York, about this whole Boyle issue. And... Uh, what we make of it and what the prime minister's role is and what's going on. There's some odd coincidences, perhaps, involving Mr. Trudeau. Now, tomorrow we're going to be speaking with Tom Quiggin. He's the uh, author of a new book called Submission, The Danger of Political Islam to Canada and uh, a Warning to America. So, and he's an international expert on terrorism and uh, on intelligence matters and has worked with the RCMP, with uh, the United Nations, with various courts and uh, Canadian Armed Forces. So Tom Quicken will join us tomorrow. What else have we got? Let, Let me start with it. Let me get right at it. And what I want to talk to you about is What's been going on between the the Premier of the province of Ontario and her attacks on uh, Tim Horton franchises, not all of them, but particularly one that is owned by Ron Joyce Jr., where because of the, uh, according to the franchisee, because of the minimum wage having gone to $14, they've made adjustments for staffing in hours worked and in benefits paid. So the premier has taken runs at uh, Tim Hortons and at the franchisees. And Tim Hortons has issued a statement in which they challenge the franchisees. They say a few franchisees, I'll get that statement for you shortly. A few franchisees have uh, stepped out of line, as it were. But there's a lot more to this, and uh, I posted to my blog on uh, the Roy Green Show page on any of the Chorus radio stations that you're listening to now. Just go to their website. You'll see what I wrote. And I wrote to the headline is, the Premier of Ontario wrongly in attack mode. Because I just reminded people of where we were not so long ago because of decisions made by Premier Wynne. And where we were was there were very many people in the province of Ontario, thousands and thousands and thousands, who could not properly heat their homes, didn't have the money to pay for the electricity they required because of the mistake, that was her word, the premier made as far as hydro decisions were concerned. And as far as the Joyce family is concerned, I know Ron Joyce Sr. And I have to tell you, he's a good guy, business genius, 
a former police officer has given millions and millions and millions to charity. And uh, his company, of course, well, it's not his company anymore, but employed thousands of people across Canada and has become as identified with this country uh, as anything else, more than most things. So who do you side with? Do you side with the premier who says, hey, you're out of line for reacting to the minimum wage that we made a law by changing the hours for employees and cutting back on their benefits. By the way, it's not just a couple of Trim Hortons franchises. Other businesses are following suit, and we knew this was going to happen. Or, or do you side with the, with the business community, and uh, whether it's a, a franchisee of a, of, a Hortons, of a Hortons company or an, another firm where they've said, look, we're, we're going to react to this because we can't afford it. Dan Kelly is the president, the CEO, and the chair of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. And I have a tweet from Mr. Kelly, who's standing by to join us. He tweeted, Premier Wynne's shock over a reduction in employee benefits would have a lot more credibility if she'd ordered even a basic impact assessment of the minimum wage hike before proceeding. Well, she didn't want to do that, Dan, because this wasn't about the minimum wage. This was about getting reelected. You're absolutely right, Roy. This, this had very little to do with uh, with anything with with respect to minimum wage. In fact, the government had decided to index the minimum wage only a couple of years earlier, only to at record lows in the polls decide to pull this uh, hat out of the uh, out of the uh, this this uh, trick out of the hat. The double double. She pulled the keep... double double out of the hat. You got it. And they tried to convince Ontarians that this was a great idea, ignoring all of the evidence from us and others about what would happen if the minimum wage went up too fast, too soon. And, of course, now the chickens are coming home to roost. Yeah, you know what I find interesting? You have this now huge corporation, which owns Tim Hortons, and they're apologizing for some, my word, rogue rogue franchisees. But on the other side of the ledger, you have the small business person who bought a franchise and is, and it's, it's tough, not, it's tough to make money as a franchisee. It takes a few years before you start to make money. Doesn't matter who you are, you've got the small business person who ha- who's the franchisee. Um, where do you side, Dan? Can you can you break this down for us? Corporation Absolutely. apologizes. Small business person says, "I can't, I can't do anything else." I have to admit, I'm I'm, I'm a bit surprised with the franchisor in this case. Of course, now a foreign-owned uh, multinational corporation uh, for sort of throwing its franchisees under the bus in this scenario. I mean, a franchise owner is no different than, than any other independent business owner, other than the fact that they have a brand name attached to their business. They still have to ensure that the, the business itself is profitable, at, or at least on a pathway to be profitable. Otherwise, what's the point of keeping it around? I mean, it, it, they've been accused of the fact that this, this family may be wealthy, and I don't know their personal circumstances, uh, of being cheap and, and, uh, and cutting out these benefits. But as I was thinking about this, if they had done what many other business owners are doing and actually just reduced their headcount, reduced the number of employees that they have, this story wouldn't have actually been created at all. Uh, I think people would have understood that, you know, if you, if the business was was needing to cut two people in order to stay afloat, that that the you know people wouldn't have been as outraged as it seems that they've been. Certainly, the premier has been. 
with respect to this story. But you know what? That would be a far worse impact overall, especially for those two employees that might have lost their job. But instead, they trimmed some benefits, benefits, I have to tell you, that most small business owners don't provide to their employees right now. And by doing that, they've raised the ire of the premier uh, and a political attack taken on their business, which I think is, is bullying in and of itself. Other businesses as well in the province are, are adjusting, are they not? They're making not, not identical necessarily uh, changes that were made uh, by some Hortons franchisees, but other businesses are making different, making their own adjustments, correct? Absolutely. Uh, virtually every business that pays at or near the minimum wage is having to accommodate this. And again, it's not just those that pay minimum wage, uh, but those that pay, you know, if, if you have employees that were making 15 bucks an hour, la- you know, uh, six weeks ago, they're now, <laughs> they're now making the minimum wage and expecting their own increase. So this is reverberating uh, through thousands and thousands of Ontario businesses right now. And I got to tell you, we when we surveyed them in December to find out what businesses were doing right now to prepare for the fifteen, the fourteen dollar an hour minimum wage on its way to fifteen next year, they told us that the the trimming benefits was actually the least uh, problematic uh, impact that was that was going to be felt. Far more business owners were actually trimming the number of hours that they offer their employees, trimming the number of staff that they actually employ. And the one that worries me the most is that they were reducing, 50% of Ontario businesses said that they were reducing the number of opportunities, the number of jobs that they have for youth and inexperienced workers. Well, automation exists for, for many entry-level jobs. And when you raise the minimum wage as significantly as Premier Wynne did, perhaps that makes automation conversion cost doable. You know, it, it absolutely does. And look, I we would never suggest that businesses stick with old practices if there's a better way to do it or a less costly way to do it. But you sure don't want government to be making those decisions on behalf of employers. And I think that that's the thing that people have to keep in mind, that that these benefits, these, this benefit trimming wasn't as a result of just the business saying, hey, we want to make more money out of this entity. It was as a result of the fact that their wage bill went up by 20% in a couple of over a couple of week period, I can't imagine if if you took your largest household expense, say your mortgage, and that cost went up by twenty percent in the matter of a few weeks. Right, you would have to make some tough decisions to keep yourself above water, just as this business did, and thousands and thousands of other businesses with much more limited circumstances have had to do over the last number of weeks. Yeah. And Dan, hold on a second, please. I want to ask you some more questions because there are implications that are above and beyond uh, the province of Ontario. Alberta is going to be increasing its minimum wage in October. Other provinces uh, are going to as well. Some have. um, And there are implications, national implications, on the economy of Canada, I know there are people who are saying, well, it's only just a couple of bucks an hour. You're making more of this than it is. No, we're not. But I'll talk to Dan Kelly some more about this. Then we'll open the phone lines and hear what you have to say. Stay with us, please. Roy may be a lot of things, but shy isn't one of them. He never backs down from a good debate. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. You'll find me on Twitter at The Roy Green Show. Follow me there and emails to Roy at Roy Green Show. 
Facebook.com. Let's see now. At Paul in Ajax tweets, don't be so hard on when she just thinks business owners should run their finances like she runs the province into the ground. At the Roy Green Show is the Twitter handle now. Uh, Just looking at this statement by the Tim Hortons company, I'll just read two very brief paragraphs. Let us be perfectly clear. These recent actions by a few restaurant owners and the unauthorized statements made to the media by a rogue group claiming to speak on behalf of Tim Hortons do not reflect the values of our brand, the views of our company, or the views of the overwhelming majority of our dedicated and hardworking restaurant owners. While our restaurant owners, like all small business owners, have found this sudden transition challenging, we're committed to helping them work through these changes. However, Tim Horton's team members should never be used to further an agenda or to be treated just as an expense. This is completely unacceptable. My guest is Dan Kelly, the president, CEO, and chairman of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. There, there are the words, Dan. Yeah, i got to say that's, that's pretty gutless stuff coming from the big company uh, that has, you know, <laughs> these large multinational corporations would... Uh, would trip over their grandmother to save a nickel. Uh, you know, I, I, I got to tell you, throwing franchisees, hardworking, independent business owners under the bus like that is uh, certainly not helpful. I, I would say it's just about as unhelpful as the Premier's comments over the last number of days, mm-hmm. singling out a business. And I, I, this is a clear, uh, the Premier's comments are a clear intimidation tactic, though, uh, designed to, you know, to, to make any business that wants to speak out against this think twice for fear that the leader of their province will, will uh, point them out for, for public ridicule. Yeah, if you were leading in the polls, this never would have happened. Because there wouldn't, there, wouldn't have been a, would, no. there wouldn't have been a minimum wage increase to $14 an hour. No, look, they, I, I will say, we, you know, we were a little nervous about the previous policy of the government where they indexed the minimum wage to inflation. That, was, that caused some of our members to be a bit worried uh, because it meant that there was going to be an increase every single year. But, but, you know, I think there was some wisdom to that policy. It, it made a stable increase. Businesses could plan for it. And it was at least in pace with the rate of inflation. But a 20% increase this year, uh, followed by another dollar an hour increase, raising that to a 32% increase over 18 months, is, uh, is quite another thing. So, Dan, when we look at the picture nationally, Alberta in October is going to raise its minimum wage to, I think it's 15 an hour. And other provinces are pondering the same. Some have have raised their minimum wage already. On a national level, when minimum rate, you know, when minimum wages wages raised at a significant uh, uh, level, at a significant percentage, what is the potential impact nationally on two things: the small business community and the national economy? You know, we're starting to see, we were starting to see a little bit of positive momentum in the economy. Certainly yesterday's job report showed that there was some jobs growth in Canada, which has uh, been a long time coming. We're, we're happy to see that. But it seems that our governments are doing everything they possibly can to take the wind out of the sails of, of independent businesses right now. And I'm very worried that BC has announced its intention to go to $15 an hour, although to their credit, the NDP government there has said that they're they're going to consult on on the pace to get there. Um, if if BC, Ontario, Alberta all go to fifteen bucks an hour, that's over half the population of the country. 
uh, that could have a giant effect on employment levels and particularly on youth employment levels. That's that's the thing that we really have to watch. It's one thing, you know, businesses are still going to need staff. They can automate to an extent. But I've heard from a lot of business owners that say, well, look, if I'm paying 15 bucks an hour, I'm going to expect somebody that has some skills uh, to, to be at the other end of that uh, paycheck, not not to be training and taking a chance on somebody that, that hasn't proven themselves. And, and you know, you want small businesses. We all want small businesses to take a shot uh, on, on a rookie employee. I remember when I you know, got my first shot at a pizza joint in Winnipeg washing dishes. I didn't have any skills at 15 years old. I had to get my parents' permission to work, and, and gosh, I'm glad they did because I learned an awful lot in that process. Well, there's, uh, there's a lot more yet to be said and uh, a lot more proverbial water to pass under the, well, I'll, I'll, I'll use the, the, the well-known cliche under the bridge. I had a few other things in mind, but I'll leave that alone. <laughs> Dan Kelly, it's always great speaking with you. Thank you so much for the time today, and we'll stay in touch because there will be more developments coming, I'm sure. Indeed. All the best. Dan Kelly is the president, the CEO, and the chair of the Canadian Federation of Independent Business. My number is 800-263-2428. Anywhere in Canada, 1-800-263-2428. So who do you side with? You side with the premier... decide with the franchisee, decide with the Tim Hortons company, which issued the apology slash explanation, 1-800-263-2428. We haven't forgotten, have we, how Kathleen Wynne's mistake, quote, unquote, left many thousands of Ontarians without electricity following massive price hikes and left the provincial taxpayer more than $37 billion an extra debt because of mismanagement of the hydrofile by the Liberal governments of McGuinty and Wynne, according to the Auditor General. A lot of the entry-level entry jobs are going to disappear because automation becomes affordable if the minimum wage goes up and up and up. That's just a fact of life. If you're a, a small business person, I'm sure you have an opinion on the developments. And we want to hear your thoughts. If you're a, well, yeah, if you're just a consumer, we want to hear your thoughts. There's another thought rattling around in my brain, but it's, it's confined at the moment. I'll find it and I'll, I'll share it with you. It's 800-263-2428. Emails to Roy at RoyGreenShow.com. Twitter at The Roy Green Show. And we're back on Global News Radio after this.